What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Bird's Nest Podcast. And we have a special guest with us today. Uh, later in the show, we're going to be interviewing uh, Chris Bushy of your Halifax Thunderbirds. Great interview. Thanks again, Chris, for coming on, man. Stay tuned for that, guys. So on Saturday, uh, Halifax took on the San Diego Seals. Uh, 7,219 people there. An electric atmosphere. What do you think? Fantastic turnout again by the fans. Every game I'm impressed. You know, sometimes I go into these games, you know, I, I like to remain optimistic, but sometimes you got to, you know, dial back the expectations a bit. Uh, I walk in every game and I look around the crowd and I say, oh, maybe tonight's the night that the fans don't turn up. And I mean, every game I've been pro- proven wrong. And again, here's another one. Like you said, over 7,000 fans, huge turnout. And they didn't need last game. They used a student ticket deal. So the the attendance was up this time, regular price, and people were loving it. People showed up. And that's two straight games, over 7,000, so uh, it's definitely been picking up. Yeah, a really big uh, opportunity for the Thunderbirds. I was thinking about this the other day. This is kind of obviously a huge hockey town, but with the Mooseheads, of course, being the big draw in town, the Mooseheads are entering a bit of a rebuild right now, actually a huge rebuild, just traded a bunch of their players and when they do this, attendance tends to go down for a few seasons. So the Thunderbirds have a huge opportunity here to really draw in some extra fans, maybe those casual fans who just want a night out and don't really care if it's the Mooseheads or the Thunderbirds or, or what have you. And there was a lot of Mooseheads fans that I've seen on uh, social media really giving it to the team because they don't understand how the rebuild works. But uh, maybe they'll come check out a Thunderbirds game. Hopefully so. And, uh, yeah, the atmosphere... Uh, it really seems like the Thunderbirds are going with uh, more of an East Coast feel because they're really uh, driving home on the East Coast music uh, at the night that Patty Murphy died and stuff like that. So a uh, really fun night. I think that's really smart of the team because everyone, obviously on the East Coast, in Halifax especially, there's that kind of that old feel and everyone everyone loves that. Everyone loves those old kind of those old-timey kitchen party songs. You might hear them called that. And for them to play that, as opposed to maybe the rap or, or whatever, I think that really gets fans on their feet and really gets fans to sing along and chant along, and that's really special. And it's definitely the East Coast atmosphere, and as uh, soon as the Great Big Sea came on, everybody was stomping their boots and clapping along. So, uh, yeah, the fans were just electric in this game, so shout out to you guys. Uh, so let's get into the game now. Um, so Kyle Jackson opened the scoring. Uh, I've been really impressed with Kyle uh, lately. Um he had a little bit of a slower start to the season, but uh, in the last couple games, he's uh, definitely picked it up. Uh, Benish came and got the second goal. He tied it. It was and that made it tied two-two after one. Uh, so first period, not too much action. Couple goals, but nothing serious. Uh, most of the game uh, into the middle part of the game, uh, defensive showdown. Not that many goals, and it was back and forth. Pretty close game in the fourth quarter. Our offense uh, showed itself again, and we scored four goals. We only led one by the Seals. And Jackson uh, got another goal to tie it at 5-5. And none other than Keo went on to score the final three goals. And what a performance by him. Uh, he's been putting on a show lately, and uh, he's definitely a lead player for us. Yeah, natural hat trick. He's He's been awesome for us, and I think it's just fantastic to see him taking charge and, and helping out the offense. Yeah, those last three goals were huge for us uh, to help us get that 8-5 win. And he seems to be getting better every game. 
And to get a hat trick in this one, way to go. And uh, Warren Hill, he was just a stud in this one. Yeah, both goalies really stood on their head. Even the goalie from San Diego, uh, Scigliano, he was awesome as well. They both played fantastic games. Hill, over 60 shots on Hill in that game. I know, I was watching the shots go up, and I just couldn't believe it. Like It was outstanding, the saves he was making. Yeah, he's been he's been huge for this team. Probably one the biggest, if one of, if not the biggest reason this team is, is 5-0 right now. And if, uh, if you guys don't know, the closest to a shutout that's ever been recorded in the NLL was three goals against. So Warren Hill was actually pretty close wow, to that on this night. That's true, eh? Yeah. Wow, very cool. So that's a pretty cool fact there. Um, and another interesting fact uh, was uh, the Seals, uh, Zach Greer, I think his last name is, uh, he was actually retired last season. And uh, right before the season started, he signed with uh, the Seals, came out of his retirement at age 33. And he's been having a monstrous year. Uh, he's actually on pace for 100-plus points this season. Uh, he had four points in this, including three goals. And uh, he has, I think it's 26 points already this season. So he's well on his way to a good season. Yeah, fantastic year for him. He loves kind of seeing that story. But, you know, every these sports nowadays seem to be such a young man's game, so to speak. You know, you got all the young superstars that come up and to see a veteran like that be able to come in and have a career year at, a, at an age where maybe most expect him to dial it down a bit and start to slow down is really impressive. And especially coming off of a year of where he might not have been as active and might not have played lacrosse as much, so uh, shout out to him for uh, having a good year. That's right. Um, and uh, it was a pretty rough game too. What do you think of that? That was awesome. I loved that part of the game for sure. I think we, everyone was kind of expecting that when you talk lacrosse to people. And you ask people like, "What's lacrosse all about? What's the biggest thing?" People say, "Oh, it's a rough game," and we haven't. We've seen a little bit of rough stuff, but I think every game that's kind of escalated, and this game was definitely kind of a bit of a boiling point for the for the rough stuff because there was, you know, some big hits. We had our first real fight, I believe, the first time. Yeah, real Cam- punches were thrown. Campbell fi- finally dropped the gloves, and uh, the other guy got the better of him. But it was definitely a good fight, and the fans loved it. And I think it had something to do with that huge hit that Campbell threw earlier in the game. Yeah. And that led to a lot of pushing and shoving. And uh, Thompson got into it with Noble. And the fans really wanted to see them go, but nothing transpired. Later in the game, they dropped the gloves, and it was a hell of a fight. Yeah, the the Seal, for anyone who didn't see it, uh, Casey Jackson of the Seals kind of just turned around. He was maybe, I don't know, four feet from the boards. And Campbell was just kind of coming at him full speed and... Just a beautiful hit, and of course uh, the Seals players didn't like that, and that's what's kind of started that whole uh, the whole big fight, the whole brouhaha, as they might call it. So really good. We love to see that here in Halifax. So definitely another huge game for the Thunderbirds. Uh, they showed their heart and compassion again. Uh, so it was great to see a good effort from the boys, uh, good attendance. Seems like everything's on track for the Halifax Thunderbirds. Yeah, definitely. Like You couldn't have asked for a better season so far. Um, like you said, in terms of atten- attendance, play from the team, you know, they do have a bit of an advantage because they're not a true expansion team. A lot of these guys do have some chemistry, so you got to give them a little bit of credit there, right? They've played together before. They know each other a bit, but they've come into a new city. They've embraced the city. The city's embraced them, and it's been, I mean, a real kind of, you know, Cinderella story so far, like a fairy tale almost. You couldn't, you couldn't write it any better. And another story uh, in the NLL is uh, the New York Riptide, another expansion team. Mm-hmm. Uh, over the weekend, they finally got their first win in Good overtime. Fair. So congratulations to the Riptide on that one. Definitely a big moment for their uh, franchise. Definitely. 
All right, guys, so now we're going to cut to that interview that we teased earlier in the episode. Uh, Chris Bushy of the Thunderbirds was kind enough to call us on the phone. Nice quick little interview with him. Talked a bit about the Thunderbirds' progress so far this season and his general experience with the city and the team. Hopefully you guys enjoyed as much as we did. Chris was an awesome interview. Here it is. All right, everybody, we got a special guest on the show today, number 21 from your Halifax Thunderbirds, Chris Bushy. Chris, thanks for coming on the show, man. Thanks for having me, guys. So last year you get traded from Calgary to Rochester. You know, Calgary, they went on to be the eventual champions. Rochester, you guys were getting ready to move to Halifax. What was the feel in the locker room uh, with all the guys knowing you guys were getting ready to kind of pack, pick up shop and move to Halifax? Um, to be honest, I mean, I think it was kind of the same feeling for most of us. I mean, there were a few guys in, this, in a similar situation that I found myself in. Um, I think there were eight, seven or eight new guys on that team when I, when I, when I got traded from Calgary. So I think everyone was excited, um, knowing that we're going to, we were going to go to Halifax. Yep. Um, but we still had half, like just, I think just under half the season left. So, I mean, our goal at that time was just to end off on a strong note, which we did. We had a really good run there at the end, and I think that just kind of helped us develop that mindset um, coming into this season in Halifax. How's the uh, response in the locker room been since the move? Oh, it's been amazing. I mean, you know, we love it here. Um, I think that uh, the fans and, and the city have engaged um, you know, in ways that we didn't even think would happen this soon, which has really helped us kind of with the transition, right? It's kind of, <clears throat> I'm sure a lot of uh, even XNL players will tell you, I mean, there's a lot of expansion teams, a lot of movement in the league, um, especially when it was starting out, um, you know, so people have to quickly adapt to new surroundings, but it never gets easier. And I think Halifax as a city and as a community is going to help us um, with that transition, but it's been it's been amazing so far. Yeah, we've been impressed too as guys just coming into the sport, how the, the fans have really embraced you guys. It's been crazy. The attendance has been up and yeah. it's been amazing. Especially in that last game, uh, the atmosphere was electric. Oh yeah, no, that was that was crazy. A little run a little run we had near the end there. Yeah. Um yeah. Got, got the building, uh got the building pretty excited and that translates to the players too. I don't think a lot of people I think people have an idea <clears throat> of how of how um, fans can you know impact the game, but I don't think they really know um, to what extent. And I, I, if you haven't heard a player in any professional sport say it, I'll, I'll just reiterate it here: it's almost everything to us, right? We we um, we really rely on you know the energy in the building. If we're having a bad quarter, a bad half, like we did in that first game, I mean, and it's the last game here, our first half um, was subpar. And, you know, the fans stuck with us and got excited um, for us, and you know that kind of. It translates to our play on the floor. So, you know, we have Halifax fans to thank for that win last night. And uh, to be honest, our, our other wins prior to last or sorry, uh, last game and our other wins prior to last game. So, um, I mean, they do help us out a lot in that regard. Yeah, this is definitely a sports town and they're clearly getting behind you guys. Did you guys know anything about the city before you came here? Did you know anything yourself? Had you ever been here? Um, I actually live one of my one of my best buddies um, in from university. I lived with him. Uh, he's from Halifax, so I mean, I oh, right so all through university, I got the, the the good old Halifax stories, you know, yeah. the cultural stories, and then that helped me kind of have an idea. Um, and honestly, his stories didn't even do it justice because <laughs> you know we all arrived there, and, and it's just more amazing um, every time we go, we go back for a home game, right? So 
Um, I, I personally didn't know. I know some guys knew nothing at all, but um, I knew a little bit. But you know that I wasn't really expecting how great the city was going to be. Uh, have you had any chance to really experience it? I know you guys, you guys go home to Ontario at the end of uh, each game, basically, right? So have you guys had a chance? Do you spend much time here? Yeah, I mean, a little bit some parts of it. After a morning shoot around, um, on, we, get, we get the guys traveling from Ontario um, or elsewhere. Um, we, we land pretty late on Friday night, right. so we just kind of go right to the hotel. Um, a few of the guys, a few of the guys, myself included, that made... Um, Made it a little bit of a superstitious thing. We get there and we order uh, the Harbor Stone Chowder in the Marriott. Very nice. Um, that, that's that's our kind of that's our thing now, like seafood chowder. Um, so that's been that's been a fun part of getting to go to Halifax. Um, other than that, uh, we walk through downtown. We just kind of enjoy that little area, and then you know it's all business from there for the game. Nice. And it doesn't get much better than uh, some uh, Halifax Nova Scotian chowder. Yeah, no, it's amazing. It's good stuff. So you guys are heading out on kind of. I know you've played one game on the road. You got two road games coming up. Probably a special one for you. This, I believe, will be the first time you're back uh, in the Saddle Dome since you played for Calgary. Correct. That is correct. Is that going to be a special game for you? Kind of the the team that gave you your first real shot in the league. Yeah, no, I think you know anytime you you play a team that you um, you formerly played for, um, it's always exciting. Um, I mean, in pro sports, you know, I, I don't, I don't really want to get excited for it yet because you right. never know if you're going to be in the in the lineup or not. Definitely, um, especially at this level. So I think that um, um, you know, if I am in the lineup this weekend, nonetheless, even just going back, even if I'm not, I think it's it's going to be really special just to see the building and you know, see the guys uh, play against uh, that I played with now play against because um, you know you you maintain those relationships. Um, and you know, I, I texted. Uh, Mouser, the head coach of Calgary, after they won the championship, yep. um, you know, just expressed my my uh, how thankful I was that you know he gave me a shot and congratulated them on everything. So everyone, everyone on that side, and I'm on super good terms, and you know, I can't wait to, to be back there. Uh, it's great to see the team getting out and into the community. Um, how important mm-hmm. is community community involvement in uh, growing the fan base here in Halifax? I think it's super important, especially when you're starting out in a new city. Um, and, and you know, I, I know lacrosse has been in Nova Scotia. Um, I don't think I don't think anyone refutes that. But I mean, obviously, there's never been a pro lacrosse team, um, and there's not a lot of. I, I might be mistaken. I don't know if they had a CFL team before. I tried to get one, or we're working um, on it. <laughs> working on it, right? So yeah. I mean, pro sports are far in between um, in Nova Scotia, right? So. Uh, having that ability to, you know, kind of make an impact um, in the community is we as players we take a lot of pride in that. Um, I know that I, I, you know, I love seeing, you know, the, the smiles on, on the, the kids' faces after the game when we sign some stuff. And you know, a lot of us are we're, are just a few years removed from that, right? Like I'm 22. Right. Uh, there's a few guys on our team that are still have a year left of junior, right? So. Yeah. They're not that much, that much far removed from you know looking at these pro lacrosse players and feeling really you know giddy and you know how how awesome it is to meet your heroes so to speak um, and just to make an impact is nice for us. And I like I saw you guys were uh, going out to the schools and uh, teaching uh, the gym class for the day and it looks like the kids really enjoyed that. I know at my fiance's uh, school where she works, uh, uh, the kids were just so happy to have you guys there and. Uh, 
teach their gym class and get some autographs. So uh, good on you guys for doing that. Yeah, no, it's fun for. I think it's just as fun for us. <laughs> I haven't been on. I haven't been on a, uh, one of those yet in, in Halifax, but um, I'm, I think I'm gonna go go for one soon. That'd be um, awesome. But it's just, it's just it's just as fun for us as it is for them. I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, so my last question here: um, What do you hope to achieve in your uh, first season with the Halifax Thunderbirds? I think same as everyone in that locker room. Uh, just you know, continue the role that we're on. You know, we've had a pretty amazing start, um, and I honestly think that uh, being an expansion or being a, a new team in a new city, um, you know, there's there's always some doubt. And I know our team specifically. You know, <clears throat> there has been a lot of doubt um, outside of our locker room, but we really believe in what we have going. And uh, Coach Mike Kersey, you know, he's preached it to us every single day. Um, kind of even at that just before training camp, we're never going to be outworked. Um, so I think that's the ultimate goal uh, for the rest of the season is continue not to be outworked. And I think that result has been proven in the first five games. In the first five games of this season on the floor, I mean you can see it. Uh, we've been down a few few games now and come back in one because we just um, won't let other teams outwork us. So I think to continue this role and to continue being a team that is hard to beat um, are, is definitely the ultimate goal. Um, for the season, and then obviously transitioning into playoffs, you know, we want to be hoisting that cup over our head um, at the end of the season when it's all said and done. Yeah, we would love to see that. And uh, there's no better start than uh, winning this many games to start off a franchise and get the fans behind you. And it, it reminds me of uh, what uh, Vegas did in their first year in the NHL. And uh, so good on you guys for uh, the start that you guys have had. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we can uh, we can go as far as they did and even further. Yeah, um, just a bit, little, little further. Yeah, for, yeah. Uh, for the rest of the season with this group and uh, with those fans behind us. For sure. All right, man. Thanks for the thanks for taking the time to answer some questions. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Uh, hey, no, that's all no we've problem. got for you. Thanks for having us. All, all right, brother. Time. Thanks. You have a great night. Thank you very much. You too. Cheers. Cheers. All right, so we have an away schedule coming up, uh, two games on the road. Uh, the first one's on January 25th against the Roughnecks in Calgary at Saddle Dome. So uh, that's going to be a, a competition for the boys. Uh, it's uh, the, the champions, so uh, it'll yeah. be interesting to see how we play against the champions. However, they are 2-3 and three on the year, so what, yeah. do th- what do you think of that? Bit of a slow start for them. Uh you know, they. I mean, they've obviously got a, a talented team, but being the defending champs. But as you know, as everyone knows in professional sports, what you do one year doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to do just as well the following year. There's lots of turnover, uh, players leaving, players maybe retiring, whatever. You know, um, but obviously they're a talented team and probably not meant to be taken lightly. So I'm sure the Thunderbirds are well aware of that. And then right after that, uh, the week after, we go on the road to Toronto to take on the Rock. Obviously, uh, Rob Hellier, amazing player. He has uh, 15 goals and 10 assists already on the season. So uh, he's been stellar all season for them. And uh, he's an elite goal scorer. So uh, definitely someone we're going to have to watch out for. Yeah, and their and their goalie, uh, Nick Rose, is uh, definitely a veteran of the league. And and he's been around. And he's going to be a guy that's definitely going to play well for them as well. So it's going to be a game. I, I expect that to be a challenging game for Halifax. But I'm sure our boys will, will pull through. Yeah, definitely when they have a good goaltender like that and some elite scoring in their lineup. Uh, they're 3-2 and two on the year. 
it's definitely going to be a tough matchup for our boys. Most definitely. All right, guys, that's everything we that we've got for you tonight. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Bird's Nest Podcast. And go Thunderbirds, go.